Welcome back to the Bible Plus Podcast. We're in James chapter 3 today, which means we're right in the middle of the book of James. And depending on your personality or maybe your church background or, or what have you, you may love the book of James or you may just want to skip skip it all together and, and start reading 1 Peter right now or start reading it yesterday. Let's just remember as we, as we uh, continue in the book of James, what the Apostle Paul would tell us about this book is that it is God-breathed by his Holy Spirit. It's breathed out by God, and it's profitable for us as Christians, if we did not have this book, if we didn't have James chapter 3 and chapter 4 and chapter 5 and the two chapters before James chapter 3, if we didn't have this book, we would not be complete as men and women of God. We would not be fully equipped for every good work as 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 tells us. And what is the book of James about? It's about practical Christian perfection. It, it elucidates for us what the full development, what the growth of the divine life practically looks like in the nitty-gritty of our daily life. That's why it's so crucial that we have this book and that we experience this book and, and in some sense attain to it in the, in the outworkings of God's life within in our everyday life. We're getting into James chapter 3. James chapter 3 is about the tongue. It's about the power of the tongue. And it's also about wisdom, but the wisdom is even about exercising our tongue and speaking or, or, or not speaking. So mainly, it's about our tongues. And, and, and just before we get into it here, you need to know this. Um, as you read it, or maybe you've already read it and you're listening to this podcast now, you just you just need to know you and I, um, we're, we're part of the same club. If you're reading the book of James, you're going to pick up pretty quick. If you're reading it fairly, that you are a part of the club that I'm talking about. And what club is that? It's the big fat hypocrite club. It, it, it's the hypocrite club. Okay. As Christians. Okay. Let's just be honest. We're all hypocrites. We're all hypocrites. But the good news is, is that Jesus is making us more real every single day. He is reality and he's making us real, okay? But let's just read James chapter 3 fairly and 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 realize, yeah, I, I'm not there. I haven't fully arrived. God's got a lot more to do with me. He's got a lot more to do with me, in me, and especially in how I use my tongue and the words that I say. Think a lot, all of what James is going to say here in chapter 3, in some sense can hang upon Proverbs 18.21. And what does Proverbs 18.21 say? Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And James uses seven, I counted seven, very clear um powerful, illustrative pictures that really elucidate for us how powerful our tongue is. And what I want to do is walk through the seven pictures 
he he describes for us to 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 bring out these different aspects about our tongue and and what it ought to do, but what it does or doesn't do instead. I just wanted to walk through these seven pictures together and, and consider them, think about them, and hopefully pray over them afterward. I think these seven pictures can be categorized in three different ways. And what are those? Direction, destruction, and depravity. Yeah, I know those all sound a little bit negative, but that's okay because this is good, helpful fellowship for us from God's Word. How can these seven pictures be categorized? I'm thinking about them this way. Direction, destruction, and depravity. Okay, the first two are pictures of direction and how powerful our tongue is to direct us. I'm going to read these to you, verse 3 and 4. Now, if we put bridles into the mouths of horses that they would obey us, we direct their whole body as well. Verse 4, Behold, the ships also, though they are so great and are driven by rough winds, are directed by a very small rudder wherever the impulse of the pilot wills. Verse 5, So also the tongue. Okay, so what is he saying here? Just like a bridle, verse 3, a bridle in the mouth of a horse, it directs the entire body of the horse. And verse 4, just like that tiny little rudder on that boat, it directs the entire ship. So also the tongue, the tongue, the words that we speak, they're powerful to direct the whole of our life. These first two are direction. You got the bridle. And you've got the rudder of a ship, bridle of the horse, bridle with a horse, rudder of a ship. Okay. Third picture, verse five. So also the tongue is a little member, yet boasts great things. Behold, how great a forest, so little a fire ignites. Verse six. And the tongue is a fire, the very world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members as that which contaminates the whole body and sets on fire the course of life and is set on fire by Gehenna. This is a picture of destruction. The tongue is so powerful to destroy. Imagine here, I mean, this, this, the words he uses are so pictorial, how great a forest, so little a fire ignites, and the tongue is a fire. Our tongue can set on fire the course of our life, and it can set on fire the course of others' life, not in a good way, in a bad way, in a way of destroying the course of our life, and in destroying the course of others' lives. That's our second category, destruction. Okay, the last four, the last four pictures he's going to cover here regarding the tongue are all pictures of depravity, depravity. Okay, what do I mean by that? Let's read verse 8. But the tongue, no one among men is able to tame. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. The tongue is a restless evil. Did you know that? Did you know your tongue is a restless evil and that it's full of deadly 
poison. It's something's corrupt about it. It, it, it isn't what it used to be or ought to be. Keep, keep listening here. I'm going to read verse 9 and 10. Okay, what does he mean? Why is it a restless evil? With it, we bless the Lord and Father, and with it, we curse men who have been made according to the likeness of God. Is that right? Is it right that we would bless God with our tongue and curse men with the same tongue? I mean, I mean, I don't know if you've ever heard this before, but sometimes when people aren't speaking like they should, you know, somebody will say, do you kiss your mama with that mouth? <laughs> I mean, that's how it feels sometimes. Like, oh, yeah, I shouldn't be talking like that. But we do. We do. And I do. God help me. I do. The Lord forgive me. Verse 10, out of the same mouth come forth blessing and cursing. These things, my brothers, ought not to be so. They ought not to be so. We were created one way. We were created to bless God. But then something came in. Sin came in. And now our nature is depraved. Something's wrong. It's off. It ought to not to be this way, that now we bless God, yet still curse men. Okay, now here are these last four pictures. Does the spring out of the same opening gush forth the sweet and the bitter? No, it doesn't. But, but we do. Our tongue does. Picture number five. Can a fig tree, my brothers, produce olives? No, a fig tree doesn't produce olives. But, our, but we do. Our, in, in some sense, our tongue does. Okay, or a vine, figs. No, that never happens. If that were to happen, you would say something is fundamentally wrong with its nature. And then lastly, neither can salt water produce sweet. These last four pictures show you that that, that just never happens. Those things don't happen, but they do with our mouth, which shows that there's something fundamentally wrong with our nature. So what does the effect of the divine life have on our tongue in our practical daily life? It restrains it. It bridles it. It it has it we end up instead of boasting, instead of destroying, instead of devouring and setting the course of life on fire. We show meekness. We're quiet. We don't speak when we want to speak. <laughs> and we do speak when we don't want to speak. The divine life brings about a wisdom that is pure and peaceable and forbearing and compliant. It's full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and without hypocrisy. The divine life acts in such a practical way that it causes us to be without hypocrisy, especially in how we use our tongues and in how we speak. Isn't this incredible? I love this. And I want the Lord to do this in my life and in yours.